Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we will be discussing the topic of rangeland monitoring. To discuss this, I'm joined today by Bethany Johnston, who's with the Nebraska Grazing Land Coalition and who ranches with her parents and her husband and their daughter north of Burwell. Thanks for joining me today, Bethany. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Bethany, the focus of our conversation today is going to be around rangeland monitoring. And I'd just give us some perspective on why would a ranch manager want to invest time in rangeland monitoring and what does that information do for them? Sure. So when we think about rangeland monitoring, what we're really talking about is techniques that we can capture rangeland data. So then you can use that data to make management decisions. And so for producers, the reason monitoring is so important is just being able to see if the rangeland or grazing management techniques that we put in there are actually working. And I've had ranchers tell me, you know, you should have seen this place 20 years ago. And, you know, where we were standing in his pasture, it was in great shape. It had excellent production, really good cover, was in excellent range health. But for me, I didn't understand what he was telling me until he was able to dig up some pictures. And what I realized is I was actually standing on top of a blowout that 20 years ago he had filled in with some equipment and fenced and did some deferred grazing on it. And what I saw that day was nothing what it looked like 20 years ago. And so those pictures really speak a, a thousand words being able to see that, but also by being able to, to document that with pictures and tell the story and write it down, we're also enabling the next generation to learn from what we did. And I know you, I'm sure you've probably had ranchers, you know, say, oh, you know, I wish dad or I wish grandpa could tell me what they did in this drought or what they did in this blizzard or what did they do after it hailed this year just because that information is so important. And if we're able to, we can pass that, that information down. So if you're doing monitoring, you know, you have a record of what you've done, you have the pictures, you have the data, and that's information that you can pass on to the next generation. So Bethany, talk a little about what we do with rangeland monitoring. What are some of the tools and techniques? When should we do it? What's some of the information we want to make sure we document? Sure. So it's going to depend on where you live on the actual time that you're going to monitor. And what we, we usually suggest to people is your main plant species should be mature when you go out to monitor. So in a cool season area or a place that has a lot of cool season grasses, you know, they might be able to monitor as soon as July because all their grasses are going to be mature. The, the growing season's pretty much over. But if you go into the sand hills that have cool season and warm season grasses, you might not be monitoring until September after those warm season grasses have matured. And so for me, I'm not a big fan of monitoring when it's hot. So usually what I do is wait until the fall. You know, sometimes you can get some nice days in September or October, but don't wait too long because you can't monitor when your grass is under snow. <laughs> we found that out the hard way too. So the best time to monitor 
is when your grass is mature and then you also want to go back every year kind of at the same time. As you think about the data you go out and collect, what do you take with you to go do that? What are some basic tools or techniques that you use as you think about monitoring? Sure. So there's a lot of different techniques out there for rangeland monitoring. The, probably the easiest one that you can do, especially now with smartphones, is just take your smartphone and grab some pictures. So try to find a location that's, that's an average location in your pasture. You know, mark that spot or GPS that spot so you can come back to the same spot every year. And then look in the same direction so when you're looking at those pictures year after year, all the, the distractions are kind of taken out and all you're looking at is really the change in that rangeland. So phone, camera are great tools to use. You can use markers to actually mark where you're monitoring locations at. Or if you want to, you can use the GPS unit to do that too and then you don't have to have markers. So those are some key things. If you're going to measure plant production or how many pounds per acre that you have, there's some real simple techniques to do some clipping. So you have to know kind of the area that you're clipping. You'd need clippers, obviously. And then sometimes they, they have us weigh that in grams. So you might need a special scale and some paper bags to do that. Other people will use exclusion cages so it helps them see what plants are actually out there so a lot of times they'll just bend cattle panels or we call them pig panels and put a couple t-posts in just so they can see what that ground looks like if it hasn't been grazed for a whole growing season talk a little about when you take pictures do you take both horizontal and vertical pictures what are the photos that you take and how do you utilize those Sure. So when you're, when you're thinking about pictures, there's two types of pictures we can take. And one is looking out at the landscape. And that one's going to be horizontal, just because we want to see more of the landscape. So take those horizontally. Those are called photo points, because we're looking at a point on the horizon. And those are nice ones just to kind of see, you know, what, what the landscape looks like. And then the, the other type that you can take are called photo plots, and those are actually pictures looking down. And so by looking down, we get a lot more detail, and we're able to see the amount of bare soil, the plant species, the, the diversity, do we have litter on there, do we have erosion, and those are things that we're able to, to notice when we're looking down. When you look down and take those photos, how do you frame those? Do you have something that you use to try to get back to the same spot when you come back and take a picture? How do you do that? Yeah, so there's different, I guess, levels of monitoring. And depending on what you want to measure, they can be very simple. Or if you want something more robust, you can actually, you know, have a marker, run a, a tape measure, and measure at certain points. Or you can just, if you just kind of want to get a general idea, you can just step it off and say every 10 steps, you know, I'm going to take a picture looking down. But when you do those pictures looking down, it's nice to have something in there for size reference. So maybe it's the tip of your boot or your fencing pliers, or maybe you have a hoop that you're going to do some clipping with anyway. And so you can lay those down when you take that picture 
just to kind of, you know, realize, you know, how, if the grass is stunted or is it looking more robust that year, just having that kind of size reference in there. What's some other information that you think is valuable to collect and tie to the photos you take, the clip data that you have, if you go that far with it, so that you can kind of give some frame of reference in terms of what's happened in that pasture? So, so one thing you can do is measure those average parts of those pastures. But like the rancher I talked about before, you can also monitor those problem areas. So a blowout or a gully or something you want to try to do some management on to see if, if you're going in the right direction, actually healing it up. The other thing that you can collect as far as data, and this goes back to what do you want to have happen? What do you want the pasture to look like? What are your goals for that? But there's some data that you can collect as well, depending on your goals. So we always want to know the stocking rates, the, the number of head, the animal weights, um, when they went in, and then the date that you removed them. In those pictures looking down or when we're looking down, we can also measure the plant species in abundance. So there's certain key species that your, your pasture should have. And so when those are, are becoming more abundant, we know that we're getting a healthy um, kind of diverse rangeland. Um, you can measure the amount of bare soil, plant cover, residual litter, and then, you know, some places might even do soil tests, so organic matter or, or those kind of kinds of tests. We already talked about clipping and measuring, you know, the amount of forage per acre. And so that's another component that you can, can collect data on. And then also make note of any unusual weather or comments that you want to include in that. So did it hail? Did we have grasshoppers? Did we have a drought? Did we have a flood? You know, what are reasons your pastures look the way that they do? So you would say that maybe adding some precipitation data could have some value as you think about putting together the portfolio that represents this pasture and the monitoring? Yeah, and so maybe you keep that separate because you don't want to have to enter precipitation data for each pasture, but that could be, be kept in a separate document. But precipitation is key. You're going to have certain trigger dates where if you don't have the precipitation, you know that your, your stocking rate's going to be reduced and there's just not going to be as much grass out there. So by you actually keeping track of that, you can be more proactive and, you know, hopefully destock and allow those pastures to recover after drought a whole lot faster. You've touched on this a little bit, but what's the real value for the rancher in collecting this information and how might the information be used differently depending on the goals that people have? So every rancher is going to be different on their goals. You know, you might have a piece of ground that you've bought that's only ever been summer grazed and maybe, you know, the plant diversity of warm season species just isn't out there. And so you're going to measure different things for that. But by tracking that and maybe doing some clipping and, and measuring production, we're able to actually see the direction that we're going in and kind of see some of those trends. So if I'm doing a, a deferred rotation on this new ground that I bought, 
my goal is to, to increase that plant diversity, but also increase production. So hopefully I can measure that production, and if my management practices are paying off, then hopefully I can stock a little bit higher. Kind of on the flip side of that, if we go into a drought, by measuring that production are kind of those key trigger dates on um, precipitation, maybe we can destock or get our drought plan in place a little bit faster and, and be able to recover from that. Anything else, Bethany, you think would be beneficial for ranchers to know about in terms of utilizing rangeland monitoring? My advice is to keep it simple. So don't make it so complex that you're not going to do it. The other, I guess, tip I would give is, is try to keep your monitoring places kind of on right off the, the trail when you're going out to check water or check pastures because it's a whole lot easier to just kind of slip off into a valley and take pictures um, as opposed to, you know, going in a really hard corner and it just takes too much time and you're not going to do it. Bethany, share a little about what you've seen ranchers do successfully in terms of when they go out and collect the data, how do they organize that in a way that allows them to go back and look at it and try to make that, as you said, simple to do? Yeah, so probably the hardest part of monitoring, for, for me anyway, is getting those pictures named so I can go back and look at them. Because otherwise, you know, they just are kind of a, a mumble jumble of numbers and, and letters that the computers name them. And so there's some, some applications out there. I know GrassSnap is one that we developed that actually photo stamps the pasture name, the date, the GPS location on there on the picture so you can never lose that. So you can actually go and see that picture regardless of what, what the name is if you copy and paste it into a new program. But other people have used Excel and gotten along really good with that. And I know other people have used their smartphones and kind of almost created a, a location or a folder that their pictures always go into. And so there's some different options out there to kind of help people stay organized. But I think it's important to every once in a while print those off just in case, you know, our computers go down. But, but that way, our, our future generations can see those photos as well. Anything else you'd like to highlight, Bethany, as we point towards wrapping this up? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, it's, it's really important for people to do monitoring, and it doesn't have to be, you know, excessive. You can take a picture looking out, a couple pictures looking down, record your, your stocking rate information just to see if, if you're management is working, I think, is, is key. And especially if we're going to a new management, so maybe I'm going to try some more intensive management or, you know, I'm going to do something a little bit different. If we're monitoring, we're able to actually see if that's working. And if it's not working, we're able to switch our management so we're not, you know, going in the wrong direction, going backwards with our pastures. So I encourage everybody to do it. You know, even if it's just a simple look out, look down, and record some of that simple data. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Bethany. Thank you, Aaron. Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. At the website, you will be able to find resources on this topic. You'll also be able to find links to the app that Bethany mentioned, GrassSnap, 
which you can use for rangeland monitoring.